It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. I was almost passed out on the bed. I don't know what you were doing. You were in another room. Semi- it's called washing, oh, just in uh, case you were wondering. Right. I don't know what you were doing. You know how the, the laundry fairy just happens to <laughs> have everything clean and you folded and pressed in your cupboard. And now here's the stars of our show, my mum and dad. Okay, so I don't know if I want to do this podcast today. I'm just going to come out and say it. Hello, this is Dr. Justin Coulson, the founder of happyfamilies.com.au and the parenting expert on Channel 9's Parental Guidance, the hit TV show all about parenting styles and what makes families happy. I'm here with Kylie, my my mum, my wife and mum to our six children. Sometimes I feel like your mum. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I can't believe I said that. It's Friday. And I, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of glad that it's Friday. I feel like there's a lot going on. I'm trying to finish an entire book this month, uh, and, and it's a big, big task, and I'm feeling weighed down, okay? I'm just – I'm feeling a little heavy. What's been the highlight of, of your week before we kick into our, our, our episode proper? Well, probably I wouldn't say the word highlight. I wouldn't right. use highlight to describe it, but um, – We've made no secret about the fact that last year, school refusal was high. Yeah, had a couple of kids that just didn't want to be there. High on our list. And Mm. this year, we have had, for all intents and purposes, a fantastic start to the year. Yeah. I knew that we were in honeymoon mode and I knew that it wouldn't last forever, but I was reveling in every single day we got out the door without any hassles. Sure. But the other day... So we're at the end of week three, three now. Nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We've done two full weeks and we kind of got halfway through this week and Miss M decided she didn't want to go to school. Right. And so... So was this one of the mornings where I was in the office early? I've been in the office yeah. at like 6.30, quarter past six every morning this week. Yeah. So she was a little bit sniffly on day one of week three and I kept her home just to, just to see, but it was very obvious as the day progressed that she was completely fine and she obviously picked up as the day went on. Yeah. Um, but then the next day, it just kind of got a little bit harder until day three. Right. She upped the ante big time. Mm. She's walking towards me. I'm yep. in the kitchen and I've taken a double take because she looks like death warmed up. She has got the biggest black rings under her eyes that I've ever seen. <laughs> right. I was like, holy smokes, what is going on? Like I would have sworn she was on death's bed. She looked so bad. Right. It's like- this doesn't make sense. And then it kind of just twigged and I said, Emily, have you been playing with your sister's makeup? Well, she couldn't keep the smile off her face, <laughs> but she was adamant that she hadn't touched it. Uh-huh. I don't know what she's watched, right. but she has this makeup thing down pat. <laughs> she like I'm talking the smudge and everything. You couldn't actually tell it was makeup. She had done such a brilliant job at making herself look incredibly sick. So she couldn't go to school. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> so she's p- pulled the makeup out and and made herself look like she's. Uh, I wish I had a taken a photo of it because honestly, it was so believable. Wow. Okay. Needless to say, she did go to school that day. Good. Well, <laughs> after she'd washed her face, because I didn't want the teachers freaking out. <laughs> so uh, the purpose of our Friday podcast is just to reflect on the week that was. I guess share some fun <laughs> stories, but but mainly to uh, to work out how we can do better tomorrow. Every Friday, our episode is focused on doing better tomorrow. It's called I'll Do Better Tomorrow for that purpose. Uh, is that your I'll Do Better Tomorrow then, or is that just a, a fun story? No, just an anecdote from okay. the week. All right. Well, do you want to go first or do you want me to? Is your one uplifting or is it not so uplifting? Oh, I don't know what you'd call this one. Well, mine's miserable. So. <laughs> 
I'm going to go first. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, because hopefully you'll you'll have us finishing on a positive. Oh, I, you know what? I've got a I've got a positive spin for it. <laughs> But I don't know what's happened. We've kicked off the year and I'm exhausted. Like normally I'm used to being tired because I get up early. I go for my bike rides or whatever, but I haven't been riding my bike. I've been spending time running with the kids and that's sort of, I mean, there's momentum there and it's happening and the kids are, the kids are doing it, but I'm not loving it and I'm missing exercise, but I feel like I'm tireder as somebody who's not exercising than I used to be when I was exercising. I mean, I don't know. It just... It's messing me up a little bit. But not only am I tired, this is a really hard thing for me to say, but I've had a week where the, the kids have been fine. There hasn't been any problems. There's been nothing major going on. I'm just tired of being a parent. I, I don't know if I can say that out loud. I don't know if it's acceptable to say that, especially somebody in my position, but I kind of just don't want to parent anymore. I, I, I would like the kids to look after themselves. <laughs> I would like to not have to think about them, run them around, do things for them. I think I'm kind You're of You're finally saying, catching up. I've experienced this feeling multiple <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever really truly been here before in my entire life. I love, I love being a parent normally. And maybe that's because I haven't had to fully, fully do it all the time. But even now I'm not fully doing it. I'm just kind of tired of it. And, it's not that I want to be selfish. I feel like I just have so much to do. And uh, so at the start of the week, on Monday, we had Emily, who, who you thought was sick, but who definitely wasn't. And then we had one of our other kids, our 15-year-old, who she didn't go to school. I think she said that she was unwell as well. No, she didn't want to go to the swimming carnival. Oh, that's right. It was swimming carnival day and she refused to go, which ticks me off because we've spent all this money on swimming lessons and squad training over the years. And this kid's saying she's not going to go there. And then we've got our two we finished school kids at home as well. So I popped home for a little bit so I could have some lunch. And there's four kids at home on a school day when I just want to sit down and be with you. And I just thought, I'm over it. Again, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. I don't know if this is just ruining my credibility as a parenting author and educator and whatever. But I just feel like I'm I'm so done with parenting. Now, I know I'm truly not. But at the moment, I just, oh, mm. does that make sense? So... The, the reality is right now, we're kind of stuck in a little bit of a holding pattern. We've got a child that is has finished high school and is about to start university, but has no idea what life's going to look like in a month's time. Yeah, and she's just mooching at the Coulson Motel. <laughs> and we've got another kid who's about to leave to go to England in a couple of weeks, and she's again, just kind of stuck in this limbo where there's not much she's to just, do. Just Everybody else is working and yep. she's at home. And so she's kind of just taking up space. And then you've got three little kids who are kind of waiting for all of this change, anticipating it. There's anxiety around what it will look like too. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just the holding pattern that's driving me bonkers. But I, I guess to, to put a positive spin on it, because this is about doing better tomorrow, I had an experience a couple of nights this week. It started on Tuesday night. I was almost passed out on the bed. I don't know what you were doing. You were in another room. I'd said kind of a semi- called washing, just in uh, case you were wondering. I don't know what you were doing. Got no idea. You were just somewhere playing with clothing. You know how the the laundry fairy just happens to (laughs) have everything clean and folded it, pressed in your cupboard. If I wasn't looking bad by saying I don't want to parent anymore, you just made me look really bad. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, I'm laying on the bed thinking, I don't think I can keep my eyes open. And it's only 7.30 at night. I'm just a potato. And um, Emily came in and she said she was really tired as well, this little cute eight-year-old. And she laid across my chest and just hugged me, said, I love you, Dad. I'm really tired. Can I lay with you? And I was like, oh, this is 
This this is the kind of parenting I'm ready for. This, this <laughs> the is, parenting where I get to close my eyes and just <laughs> fall asleep. Just hold this kiddo. But uh, we've been reading a book, uh, like one chapter a week. Uh, I'm, I'm so bad at it. But I said, what about if we read some of Levin Thumps and the Gateway to Foo? And she says, yes, jumps up, eyes bright, looking at me. I'm like, okay. So the chapter is like 12 pages long. and How many times did you fall asleep? Three. <laughs> <laughs> I, she had to wake me up three times. I'm reading. I'm saying words, but, but I'm actually asleep. But here's the thing, and this is the beautiful part about it. I'm saying that I don't want to parent anymore, but actively parenting rather than passively being frustrated because the kids are around, it felt so good. It felt so good to lay there and, and cuddle and snuggle. And it felt so good to read to her. And it felt so good to fall asleep as well. <laughs> but but it kind of, I guess it's that reminder, isn't it? And to wake up and have your clothes ready to go. <laughs> I, I certainly appreciate that <laughs> all the time. Uh, there was just a, I guess it's a, from an I'll do better tomorrow point of view, a great reminder uh, a few times this week, whether it's been taking the kids down to the beach for a surf or reading stories at night time or going for that run in the morning, even though they're a little bit whingy and whiny and don't want to do it. They're the moments that have been really worth it. They're the moments that have been good. And I, I guess it just goes back to that whole thing. We say we want me time, but the joy is really in the we time the we time. So maybe my I'll do better tomorrow is this weekend and next week, I need to focus more on we time and, and be an active, intentional contributor to it. There's that, uh, there's that question that I ask parents all the time. 20 years from now, when you're sitting around the barbecue or the dining table talking to the kids about what it was like to be raised by you, what do you want them to say? Oh yeah, dad was always so busy. He was pretty focused on his own thing or dad was always there to read a story or go for a run or go for a surf or play in the backyard or jump on the trampoline. And this conversation has, I feel like I'm doing a 180 already. I'll see how I feel tonight, but I I feel like I'm doing a 180 right now. For my I'll do better tomorrow, Mm. it's kind of, I guess it's a little flow on from the things that you've shared. Oh, okay. And just the acknowledgement that right now there's just, there's, there's a lot of movement and a lot of hold in our lives right now. There's some big changes about to take place. Um, Lots of exciting things happening throughout the year. Um, But there's also just a lot of emotion around that. And the other morning, I was just kind of, I'm, I'm really struggling with our daughter who has just finished high school, is ready to get on with her life. And she is ready to fly the coop. But she knows that home is financially very easier. cushy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and she wants to be gone. She actually does, and and I want her to be gone too. <laughs> but only because it's good for her. Be- because it that's the next phase. Like yeah. that's actually what's supposed to happen. That's the natural progression of things. Mm. And being kind of in this place where I'm watching her make decisions that aren't necessarily the ones that I would like to make for her and desperately wanting to provide her with I guess that autonomy supportive parenting and allow her the opportunities as an adult I mean I don't really have any say anymore but allow her to have those opportunities and still stay close with her and yet in so many ways she doesn't actually want us to be a part of her space anymore she really wants her independence and her space yeah and as a mum, as a parent, I, I don't think it really matters, but especially I am struggling with that distance that's growing. And so the other morning I was having a conversation with our eldest and just 
kind of just really, you know, letting it all out because I just, there's a, there's a, I guess there's a grieving process. We've been through it before, but it's kind of, it's hit me again and it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters how many times you go through it. It's, it's all new and fresh every time you do it. And she said that she actually was over one night while you were doing a webinar and you had actually called her in to the, um, into the office while you were doing your webinar and kind of put her on the spot and asked her how old she was before she recognised that we, we'd kind of done an okay job as parents, yeah. that we knew what we were talking about. Yep. And she said it took her a minute or two, but she she finally rec- you know realised that it wasn't until she left home, it wasn't until she actually had the absolute autonomy of her own space and her own life and not having to answer to us for every you know little detail that she realised just how much she appreciated the things that we did for her and the values that we instilled in her. And especially as she watched her friends struggle with different life decisions. It's a long time to wait for the payoff, isn't it? Well, it is. (laughs) It is. I guess the short end of a long-winded explanation is just this acknowledgement that right now I feel a little bit sad. I actually, my heart's aching a little bit, but... I recognise and know that this is a natural progression of my child actually growing up mm. and getting getting on with her life, which is what I've prepared her for. You know, this whole 18 years is preparation for her to do exactly that. And at some point in time, hopefully it won't be too long, but at some point in time, she will come to recognise and understand just how much she's loved and how much we've done to support her in helping her to achieve the things that she wants to do. But right now, she's exactly where she's supposed to be. And my heart hurts a little bit, but I know that it won't be forever. In the end of my Misconnection book, in fact, at the start of the Misconnection book, I quote this line from Mary Poppins about kids, this thing that they've got to do the next bit on their own. And we're at that stage now. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty darn cool. But at the same time, I mean, you're, you're sitting here weeping right now because – there's there's a grief process that goes along with that as they they no longer need us. And they're just saying, well, actually, I think I know more than you. I think I'm ready to do it all. And um, and it really it really hurts. And yet, that's why we do it. Such a strange emotion, isn't it? Such a yeah. strange emotion. Well, for me, the take-home message of this is, yes, she's where she is, but if I've got younger kids, I'm going to throw in a reminder. I think you've got 938 weekends from the time they're born to the time they're 18. 938 Saturdays where you can go down to the beach or go for a ride, be involved in the in the active parenting, having those micro moments, having those ice creams at the front of the Cold Rock Ice Creamery or Baskin Robbins where you just get to savour that moment together. That's where it happens. It's those, those little moments. So take advantage of them because otherwise they're suddenly 18 or 19 and leaving home. And you kind of wonder where it all went and how it all happened, huh? I guess for us, having gone through this a number of times now, I can see the end from the beginning. We have our eldest daughter who's gone through this process and she's come back. And, you know, the joy that we experience and the relationship that we have now, going through it for the first time, I actually thought I'd lost her forever. Like it just felt like my heart was going to be completely smashed into smithereens and it would never repair but as she progressed and and like she shared in her own words got her autonomy and her space and realized just how much we loved her and how much you know we had done to help her 
she gradually came back and the relationship that we share now is beautiful and more than I ever thought we would get to after that process of letting her go. So I think for anyone out there who's about to experience it or is concerned about going through that process, there is definitely light at the end of the tunnel. We just have no idea how long the tunnel is. As a bizarre aside, as we wrap up this podcast, you just said you felt like your heart was going to be smashed to smithereens. Mm. And I thought, that's such a strange word, smithereens. Where did that come from? (laughs) Well, it turns out that smithereens first appeared in English in 1829 as smithereens and is likely derived from the Irish word smitherin or smitherini, meaning fragment, to be smashed or blasted into tiny fragmentary pieces. Not that we want our hearts to be smashed into smithereens, but as a parent, it's almost guaranteed. Hey, we hope that you've... <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just thought it was fascinating. We hope that you've enjoyed the podcast and that it helps you to be better tomorrow or even today with your kids as they continue to grow and move closer and closer to those days where they smash your hearts to smithereens and move out and do the next bit on their own. The Happy Families podcast is produced by Justin Rulon from Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. Have a great weekend. Please, if you're enjoying the podcast, jump onto Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and a review. We love those reviews. They help people to find the podcast. Apparently, through the black magic of the interwebs, it makes the podcast more visible. Uh, Happyfamilies.com.au. If you'd like more info about making your family happier, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.